0: Let's get this party started! Party people! Sports Nuts and Beer Guts, episode 43. Now, one might think we would be calling this, referring to this episode as, you know, the Kurt Schilling of podcast, the Troy Palamalu of podcast. We're not doing that. We're not even going to go Dennis Eckersley on this podcast because we're going Florida man for this podcast. (laughs) We record this thing on June 3rd and Chris, June 3rd, 2014. Did you know Florida man throws cheeseburger at pregnant woman and gets arrested? That's (laughs) believable. I mean, assault. I assume is what you're getting, what you're getting charged with there. Um, I don't know if her being pregnant has anything to do with it, but my goodness, Florida man, cheeseburger throwing.
1: I mean, I could see a scenario where you toss a cheeseburger as a joke at somebody.
0: (laughs) I was like, can you really? Then you threw the joke (laughs) part in there. Absolutely. (laughs) So,
1: so there's a scenario where, you know, if my wife was pregnant and she wanted the cheeseburger, I'd throw it at her <laughs> <laughs> so we had to oh, laugh about it
0: because it wouldn't be violent and
1: i would toss it in such a way that it would not ruin the cheeseburger priorities guys
0: do you guys remember the time in college when i we had that like whack nacho cheese that like you could not eat if you tried it was based like super glue and i had a bowl of it and it was nasty <laughs> and you guys were like why aren't you eating that cheese like because it's gross like it's like it's like jello like it does not you know like it jiggles but don't, won't come out of the bowl and so i decided to demonstrate that cheese was so gross by holding it upside down like they do the dang blizzards at dairy queen over my head as cheese proceeded to fall out of the bowl onto my head
1: if i remember right you held it up there and it stayed for a good like two count and you said you went boop, and when you did <laughs> It
0: all came crashing down. That was uh, that was a college highlight. Yeah, I should have learned my lesson at the, at the Dairy Queen. You know, they just kind of do like the one little drop, and I, I should have stopped at the <laughs> one little two <laughs> second. But nope, you
1: were you were a bit brazen in your confidence in that
0: cheese. Oh man, that I was. Um,
1: good good memory.
0: Well, guys, we got a we got a big episode here tonight. We're gonna talk a little a little space, a little baseball, um, a little NBA action, and some NASCAR. But guys, I decided I was going to start training for a marathon this week. Been uh, been Congrats. running, been doing good on the diet, and for some reason, I decided I needed to eat a butt ton of Jet's pizza tonight. Oh, so okay. Considering I've been eating well all week, been running, the the stomach is uh, is gurgling a little bit. So if you hear any background noises, I'm going to blame it on Hickman. But there's a good That's possibility. Fair. it's probably me. Um, and guys, we would be remiss if we didn't if we didn't mention um, you know, basically what's going on in the world right now. Um, you know, the protests that are going on as a result of um, George Floyd um, being killed by some cops. You had a uh, Brianna up in Louisville. Um, and I think I can speak for all of us in saying that, you know we, We stand with those that feel the injustice and that feel the persecution. We do not condone any sort of violence, looting, rioting. But there is nothing that's made me more upset this week than getting on the old Facebooks (laughs) and seeing people saying, I mean, I know that guy was killed, but did you see them stealing Tide Pods at the Target? Um, So we're not going to be callous and think that, three middle-aged white dudes talking about race um have any idea what, know what we're talking about drew Brees let every white dude know that if you don't have anything to say you don't know what to say just don't say anything um because you're gonna get aaron Rodgers put you in your place and as we mentioned before the podcast if aaron rogers is the voice of reason on a topic you are definitely in the wrong um so i think it's worth it's worth mentioning um it's something we, we touched on briefly a few episodes ago. Um, we were talking about ownership and things in, in pro leagues. But, um, but because of everything going on in the world, we got coronavirus opening up. We got protests going on, most of which are peaceful. Um, I thought Chris had a great idea this week, and we're just going to talk about some, some good times. We're going to talk about things that make us happy. That was actually Matt. Give Matt credit. Matt, I know it's shocking. They put something, the something to the outline. Uh, I added
1: two things. to The outline this week. Unbelievable.
0: You should the <laughs> team. <13. laughs> you should we'll do, do that. Ball on ball the fellas. Thank you. Um, so I'm, I'm going to start off. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this. I only saw it. Cause I'm a Bengals fan. Auden Tate lives down in Tampa. Wide receiver for the Bengals. Probably their number four receiver. Um, Ray Ray McLeod plays for the bills, Isaiah Rogers, cornerback for the Colts. Um, they basically, they're all from in Tampa. They all live in Tampa. Um, they basically, after some of the riots and and protest, they called up a bunch of guys that they played high school football with and just said, we got to do something that's actually impactful. So they got their old high school football buddies and they just started cleaning up the streets. Um, and people, you know, were taking pictures and asked them why they were doing it and stuff. I'm like, listen, we love this community and we just, we want to do something positive. You know, we, we make an impact when the sun's up and the sun's down. And, um, so I just thought it was great of those guys to, uh, to be out there doing, doing stuff rather than just sitting behind a, a Twitter machine like some athletes, which I don't think is anything wrong with, but I think it's even more powerful when you see these guys in action. Um, so, Chris, what's something good that you've seen the last three months? Uh, we're tired of all the sadness. We're tired of all the social media crap. What's what's making you happy the last three months? I know it's not been an easy 2020 for you.
2: Uh, yeah, I've been uh, off work for 10 weeks. Finally went back Monday, so glad to be back at work. <laughs> uh, for me, it's uh, it's a golf course next to my house. Uh, got a membership uh, because there was nothing else to do, and I needed something, some kind of routine. Met up with some old guys, play a daily game with them whenever I was off work. And I would take Jameson at least once, maybe twice a week out there just to uh, ra- drive the golf cart with me and go uh, putt with me. So the golf course has been a good place for me. It's It's been a positive place. Uh, my game sucks ass, but outside of that, I've, I've, it's brought a lot of uh, joy into my life. So I'm very thankful for the golf course right now.
0: Chris, you strike me as one of those guys that if you don't see a golf course or a softball field every like three weeks or so, you start getting a little twitch. You start getting a little getting a little crazy. You're one of those old dudes. that's always going to be somewhere, aren't you?
2: Um, yeah, I, I can't sit around the house. That's that's the last <laughs> thing I can do. Oh, uh, I mean, I think we the, the first week I was furloughed. Uh, I think you mentioned on one podcast, my screen time on my phone was like 14 (laughs) or 16 (laughs) hours. Uh, The wife and kid were gone. I I binged literally everything on Netflix I could think to binge. Didn't leave the house. The weather was terrible. Uh, You binged Netflix and other websites. Yeah. Adult (laughs) ones. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, it was one of those things. uh, I had to get out of the house and do something, so. The golf course was my, uh, quote unquote sanctuary for that. So well, we're glad
0: you got out of the house before you went blind there. Um, <laughs> Hickman, it's also been a different 2020 for you. What's something good you've seen the last few months. That was really funny. Um,
1: so, um, it, it, it has been a brutal 2020. I'm really tired of being sad. Um, but, um, I keep, you know, just despite the tragedy of what's going on in the world, despite the uncertainty of COVID, um, and, you know, losing, losing my dad, which personally has been far away the the worst part of the year. Um, I keep having really good people in my life and, uh, that's been, it's been incredible. Um, Y'all, y'all are two of those great people, and you know so many friends um, that have reached out in different ways. They're great people that I work with, um, you know, people that have have been in my life for a long time. But d- deep friendships and people who also, um, I don't know, to c- commiserate with the difficulty of of everything that's going on now and understand the, you know, the nuances and the, I don't know, strangeness of twenty twenty. That's been really good, despite, in a lot of ways, humanity falling around, falling apart around us. I've had my faith renewed in humanity in some ways too, by the people closest to me and by a lot of people that I've gotten to know. So, um, kind of a kind of a bigger thing, but in in the midst of chaos, there's still a lot of the world's full of mostly good people. I still believe that, and um, you know, these past few months have reinforced it.
0: Well, I should have gone before you because I don't have golf courses. I don't have a renewed faith in humanity. (laughs) What I had the last three months, Bad Boys 3 on DVD.
1: That's what we're looking for.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And about two months ago, I did not realize I was doing this, but I introduced my wife to the fabulous Mexican dish known as a rose compolio at 36 years old, she had never had chicken, rice, and cheese, and I don't understand, and it was one of those to-go nights where she wanted, she always gets a chimichanga or fajitas. She wants me to share fajitas. I ain't doing that. I don't share with food, so I ordered the Arroz con pollo for myself. She eats it all, acts like this is like some specialty dish that, and I'm like, listen... (laughs) When you're it's in high school <laughs> when you're in high school and you go to the Mexican restaurant on your Spanish field trip, you either get taco salad, or if you're trying to impress your Spanish teacher, you order a rose compollo, because it sounds Spanish, but it's chicken and rice. And I'll have, it, yeah. Go ahead. And queso. Everybody loves queso. Uh, but man. We are doing Mexican night on the regular now that she has been introduced to a rose cone polio, and it has just changed our eating out schedule immensely. Um, We got the kids that like it. Now my wife is down with it. So a lot more Mexican at the Bryant house. Quick aside, that made me think
1: of Spanish class in high school. And I remember freshman Spanish. um, There was a girl in my class who was a senior. Okay, remember, this was freshman Spanish. She was a senior in there. And it was after spring break, and she came back and said, Oh my gosh, I was in Cabo, and the dogs there all speak Spanish. They were like so smart. That was one of my favorite moments from high school Spanish. She a fan of your
2: pleats or no?
1: What now?
2: She a fan of your pleats or no? (laughs)
0: Um, uh, No, no. Two things. Two things. One, (laughs) Cabo has got to be one of the most Americanized Mexican cities I've ever been to. The dog speaks Spanish, Logan. Come on. <laughs> uh, and two, I really thought you were going to tell a Spanish story that had to do with a textbook. No. <laughs> and I thought I can't believe he's telling this story on the podcast. Not
1: going to tell that story. <laughs>
2: That's for the behind-the-scenes um, podcast. Yeah, but that's... Uh, not, woo, not, not talking favorite about that stories. Hey, when we get done with this tonight, y'all have to tell me that one. <laughs>
0: uh, I will. It's, I'm not involved, but I'll, you'll hear it. Oh, man. Well, guys, I don't know if this is good news or not, but did you see Carol Baskin... Two, two news articles about Carol Baskin this week. One, the judge awarded her Joe's Zoo. Um, basically, she just gets the zoo, not the animals um and then second it was ruled that her ex or her deceased husband's will was forged and that was verified by two independent um, judges there unfortunately the statute limitations has come and gone on that and there's nothing they can do about it um but they definitely confirmed that it is it was in fact a forged document chris how you feel about carol baskin
2: uh i i don't like to cuss on the podcast but she is one she's just a bitch i don't Did know how to do? Say it. Yes, you do uh hey hey carol liked her facebook i post, saw like, that facebook again so I, I gotta watch my language carol if you're listening i'm trying to be a better person um
1: that's my mom that's the carol we're talking that's about not the, not carol that's
2: not, i'm not talking about carol baskin i'm talking about Hickman's Jeez. yeah. yeah carol baskin but, if you're a you mom you should be a better person she should be a better she is a bad person uh her getting the zoo i assume it's part of the lawsuits uh that kind of thing uh is what it is let's be honest joe exotic's not getting out of jail anytime soon so oh trump's got that pardon getting ready <laughs> he's waiting for election time to bring the people last thing yeah that that could happen never
0: mind Hadn't thought of that one. I do think, though, like them building that new zoo, you know how it seemed kind of weird at the end of the of the Netflix series that Jeff was building this new zoo? Yeah, I, yeah, I was don't go ahead. Uh, I mean, he knew this was coming. I mean, he knew that Joe had illegally give, gifted this zoo, what, 15 times to people. Um, but he is naming the new zoo after Joe, which is a little bit weird. Um, Hickman, are you OK with how all this stuff is going down? Sure. I I was gonna
1: say yeah. The only towards the end was the documentary weird, Um, but by the end of yeah, Carol, Carol Carol getting the zoo, whatever. I, you know, uh, these here. Here's what I'm gonna remember about Tiger King. Tiger King was a part of the 2020 cultural moment. It was a week or two that we were
0: all in it, and it will be forgotten like Crystal Pepsi. Oh. Doesn't it seem like so long ago? I mean, that was like yes, the beginning uh, of quarantine. Yeah, that's
1: when I shaved my head. Now <laughs> I've got normal hair again.
0: I mean, that was when you're like, all right, well, let me enter- reintroduce myself to Netflix and since I've watched The Office three times and see what's on there. But like, we're talking... I too- so Tiger. <laughs> yes. If you're looking for a good clip, do y'all still have that on the Facebooks, Hickman? Uh, it's on my wife's Instagram. She's pretty oh. hilarious on there, but slide into Hickey's DMs, and he'll hook you up with his wife's Instagram.
1: That sounded way worse than it is. <laughs> <laughs> My wife's funny. That's all I'm saying.
0: All right, guys. Um, also wanted to mention, SpaceX successfully sent people to outer space and landed on the International Space Station. First of all, Chris, do we need to still send people to space?
2: Um, I'm torn on that one. Uh, part of me thinks it's cool and it's kind of a uniting thing. And part of me thinks it's a giant waste of money. So I, I think if it's a private thing, it's, it's all cool. But if it's just taxpayer money, just being used for no purpose, then probably not. So, yeah, I'm
0: all in on it being a giant waste of money. But like you said, if it's a private company like SpaceX, which Let's be honest. How impressive is that? They were able to raise the money to send two people to space um, and actually pull it off. Because I mean, I just assume NASA has got to be the smartest people in the world. Like, you watch these Apollo thirteen movies and stuff, and those people are just straight geniuses. Um, so it's I'm I'm impressed, but I don't know. I don't Hickman. Why are we sending people to space? What what are we doing here?
1: Uh, I don't know. I mean, for me, I, I do think there is an there is um some importance to um exploring new horizons and learning and like learning more about what's beyond our world sure like However,
0: third base like what like third base third base <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> mercy <laughs> anyway ah <laughs> uh um i'm
0: gonna move on um what's our what's our deficit uh we're about 26 like, trillion two, right now
1: yeah trillions of dollars Point it
0: doesn't matter it, <laughs> no
1: I, I don't know who we owe it to possibly outer space because the world as a whole is you know has a deficit and i'm not exactly sure who it's you know anyway um think like, It has to be in the right priority. If the world's burning down and people are starving, we've got to focus our efforts on that before shooting people to the space station in my opinion.
0: So you're not signing up for Space Force anytime soon?
1: Uh, Elon's a little unstable. Oh, Space Force! Okay, yeah, the person directing that's significantly more unstable than Elon. (laughs) The documentary on Netflix about it is pretty interesting, though.
0: (laughs) Oh... All right, guys. So I got two questions regarding space. First, I don't know if you guys saw, but the two guys that are going to space are basically two lifelong buddies um, that, are, that are in that zoomed off. If you watch the video, it's crazy. Like, I don't feel like they touched a button like they literally just strapped in and somehow landed at the International Space Station. Um, so first question, Chris, who if you had to choose one person to go to <laughs> space with, who are you going to space
2: with? Um, I've actually been thinking on this question all day and I still don't have an answer. Uh I don't know anybody that could put up with me for that amount of time consecutively. Uh I mean, as most people know, me and my wife, uh, about once a month, she heads or two months. She heads to West Tennessee for a week just to get away from me. Uh yeah, I'm I'm a tough person to deal with. Uh even my brother playing a golf tournament next weekend, it's three days. That third day, me and my brother are just giving each other looks like, like, are you effing serious, Kit Bubs? Like, come on. Uh, so, I I don't know. I don't have a good answer for this one. So, probably somebody I don't know. Who, if I offend, I'll never see him again. So that, that was Carol my Baskin.
0: Answer. Carol Baskin and Chris Collette. <laughs> Chris be asking for a Baskin. Hickman, who you going to space with? I'm gonna give you two answers. I'm confident
1: my answers. If I'm not getting back, if I know I'm not getting back, I'm taking Alicia. We'll have
0: fun. We'll make oh, it. Oh, you're taking her down with you, again. huh? Sorry, kids. Me and Mom look, are gone, and we ain't coming back.
1: Look. Crap. Okay, I didn't think that. Fun.
0: <laughs> I'm not thinking
1: about the long term consequences of this. It's not a real question. I'm just talking about if I'm gonna have like, you know, maximize my time up there. That's what I'm gonna take. All right. Here's the more interesting answer. Then, okay, if I'm gonna try to get back. Okay, I'm going to try to figure out a way to get back. I'm taking Andy Hicks.
2: (laughs) The smartest guy I know. You might jump out uh, of that spaceship.
0: You're not going to have any food left for that return flight. You realize that, right?
1: So Andy and I used to fight over bowls of popcorn with anything that was in between us when we were in high school. We've matured a bit, and I think we could successfully share rations, but I'm going from the point of view of if somebody's going to figure out uh, some science magic, it's going to be Andy.
0: That's a good point. Um, I don't know. I, I'm kind of like Chris. I feel like if I've got to go to space, I probably need to go with somebody like, you know, I don't know. Almost like a celebrity or something. Just like, oh, let's, you know, enhance the experience while I'm up there. Um, Logan and Shaq in space. We yeah. have a new cartoon. So, My first time Saturday Saturday Fox the shack ain't fitting in a space shuttle though Like I don't know how that's working (laughs) Uh, so me and Will Smith may be going to space Um, I don't know I don't know I don't know what we're doing Um, but the easier question is if you could send two people to space as Hickman said never to be heard from again who are you sending to space Chris go ahead
2: sorry what was the question Kid here and sabotaged who, are you,
1: who are you sending to space?
2: Sending to space? Yep. I'll send Carol Basket and hope she never <laughs> comes back. <laughs> uh as far as sending to space, I don't know. Uh depending on the day, I might send my boss. Uh I I really don't know on this one. Uh I don't know. So Pickman. Pickman. You sending anybody cool?
1: uh no i don't not this is i don't want to dive into this one i'll just t- try to find the most two most evil people i could come up with and steal.
0: so that means you're sending bill belichick and greg Brady. pop's a saint i would vote <laughs> Pop no nope. i'm sending them both because i want to see who comes back alive <laughs> oh they're they're coming back those two <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna figure it out <laughs> All right, we do have a few a few sports topics to talk about this week. Um, first up, I don't know if you guys heard, but baseball has pretty much fired all minor leaguers. There will never be a uh, minor league again. The death of baseball is just continuing to accelerate. Um, Hickman, any surprise that baseball continues to die before our eyes?
1: No, it's a slow death. It's painful. It's going to happen.
0: We know it. Chris? <laughs> Will Major League Baseball ever recover from firing all minor leaguers? Um, Goodness.
2: When you put this <laughs> outline, I was like, get, get out of here with this. Get out of here. This is just a harass, uh, Chris. So when they announced that they were uh, contracting so many teams, basically doing away with rookie ball, two A-level teams, double AA, A, triple A. They're just going to go with A, double A, triple A. It's inevitable that they were going to have to get rid of minor leaguers to save money. And with the draft coming up next week, it's inevitable that they're going to get rid of them this week. So everything worked out about like it should have. Uh, It's much ado about nothing. Most of the guys that got cut...
0: Unless you're one of those career minor leaguers.
2: I was going to say that most of the guys that got cut are career minor leaguers. And I would argue that those teams did those guys a favor because making $400 a week, I mean, I don't know that that's really your calling in life. So but
0: they were doing what they love, Chris. Yeah. Well, it is
2: what it is. I mean, they're not just firing like, like they're not
0: just shutting down like low a teams. Right. I mean, like there are some double A teams that are, I mean, there's, Oh, it's like, 40, well, 40
2: clubs. Right. I think in all total, there was 40 clubs, but they're going to, they're going to like, uh, like Chattanooga was one of the teams. They'll end up getting a team from somewhere else. Uh, they're not going to be without minor league baseball. Uh, Kingsport, I think they lost their team or Johnson City.
1: R- All right, R.I.P. Kingsport Mets and Johnson City
0: Cardinals.
2: Yeah, the Kingsport Mets—they may not be getting another minor league team. That's they may be going well, the independent route. I mean, uh, they had a
0: solid three hundred people in attendance last year on average.
2: <laughs> yeah, so <Solid>. I mean, <laughs> I mean, cities with nice stadiums uh, that got their team taken away some team will move there. I mean, especially like Chattanooga, the Braves are rumored to be interested because it's semi-close to Atlanta. So I think you're going to see them cut down on travel.
1: Fun fact about the Johnson City Minor League Baseball team, I actually named a part of their stadium as part of a sponsorship deal.
0: It, what, what'd you name it? Ter- it was, Ferguson Field. I, uh, uh No. <laughs> the mound of big dumps. It it was,
1: <laughs> boy, you're all all full of good ideas tonight, Logan. <laughs> why uh, did they let me do this? <laughs> I don't know. No, it was it was the area where there was like uh, the restaurant and um, Yeehaw Brewery was there. So it was the Perch, sponsored by the business I worked for at the time, because they were the Cardinals, you know, Perch.
0: Uh, it, was, uh, it, it, it was
1: it was high up. It was I thought it was a pretty good name. I, I quit that job like two days later. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you went out on top, man. What else are you going to do? Um, on the perch. I mean, it is kind of unique, though, that, I mean, isn't baseball the only sport that has a minor league system with career minor leaguers? Um, I mean, that does I seem mean, kind of sure. odd, right? Yeah, but those guys aren't like career G-leaguers, right?
2: You got a few that never get out of the G-league. I feel like you have some of those guys, well, though. But minor are, league baseball is much more prevalent. Think of Bull Durham. Yeah. Like, G League guys
0: are, they go back and forth from European ball. Like, if they have no chance, your Darius Millers of the G League are very few and far between that get pulled up at 32, 33, and actually have a decent NBA career. Um, so, baseball's dying. You heard it here first.
2: If you're <laughs> a minor leaguer r.i.p um oh so talking about baseball let's do talk about this the players sent a 112 game schedule proposal to the owners and the owners are like i was thinking more like 50 games since we're having to pay you per prorated salaries. so we may not see a baseball season still
0: why why is baseball why are the people in charge of baseball so stupid i wish i knew do the owners not realize that the quicker they play games, the, quick, the more money they make when there's nothing else being played?
2: Nope.
0: <laughs> oh, I think it's because the owners know the sport's dying and they're trying to...
2: I, I think both parties are overplaying their hand tremendously and they don't even realize it. I mean, do you think at some point it has to do with baseball
0: players and their guaranteed contracts? they get paid stupid, stupid money. Oh, right. Year, yeah. I mean, like, don't have, yeah. don't have, I mean, it's something with these players. They're just like, I just signed a $300 million contract. I'll, I'll sit out this year. I don't need to play. That's true. Um, guys, the judge and the Zion Williamson case with his former agent Zion, basically, uh, we talked about it a month or so ago. um, his former agent that he signed with and then went back on and signed with somebody else basically said, Hey, he owes me some money and how I know he owes me some money is because of his net worth. And one of the things he told Zion, he was going to have to answer in court is, did you make any money? What did you or your parents make any money the year you were playing at Duke? Basically, this is the guy who knows the answer and is essentially trying to get a buyout. So Zion went to the judge and said, that's irrelevant of all the questions. This is the one question I want you to throw out. And the judge came back this week and said, that's a valid question. Under oath, you are required to answer. Did Duke give you any impermissible benefits? So Hickman, can he the fifth on that one? He cannot. Um, okay. he's, he's required to answer. Hickman, what's Zion going to do here? Squirm.
1: Uh, I don't know I think I, I have no idea I I feel like he'll just say yes And I think he'll move on
0: I mean I think the easy thing For him to do is to settle with the guy So he do not go to court no. But Chris if this agent Says Zion it's going to cost you 10 million Dollars to settle If you're Zion do you roll over on Duke Or you write a check for 10 million
2: Can you remind me again how long Zion was at Duke <laughs> Uh, I think for a solid six, six and a half months. months. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Uh he probably attended classes if we're being honest those first first semester. Uh that second semester, I mean, he probably did the Kentucky thing It was like <laughs> Yeah, we're uh we're not going to class. Uh and and the professors will still pass them that way the APR stays high enough. Uh, so yeah, he probably went to one semester classes. Those classes were probably like Golf, underwater basket weaving, something like that. Uh, I would roll over if I was Zion. Be like, "F it, it is what it is." So,
0: yeah, I mean, it kind of makes me wonder. Like, what's he got? Like, what's he? What ties does he have to do? What is he so concerned about? Like, yep, they paid me. Sorry. Like, you know, Coach go K Marcus, is
2: gonna he- yell at him.
0: <laughs> I mean, go Marcus Camby and be like, "Yep, got some money, Shaq. Yep, LSU paid me." punish them but you can't do anything to me um, it's not tarnishing his reputation because we all know he was paid um, exactly you know, yeah I mean the Adidas scandal came out and told you all the schools that had offered to pay him he didn't go to Duke for free when everybody else offered to pay him um, so I'm I'm curious I mean that's where you kind of got to judge your value that 5 to 10 million I don't think the guy gets a cut but hey if he, if he says pay me 1.5 million Zion may write that check I don't know
2: what what are your KSR people saying about this? Uh, basically, that
0: he has two options to either roll over on Duke or write a check. Um, I think everybody assumes he's going to write the check, but the more you dive into it, I personally wonder why would you write that check? Like, wh- why do you? Why are you so loyal to Coach K?
2: Um, maybe Duke writes that check for him. Who knows? Well,
0: there you go. Coach Coach K may be sliding in some tax-free dollars to that bank account. (laughs) Chris just solved it. Let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing to see here. All right, guys, this should be when the NBA finals are set to start. So we decided we're going to talk NBA, but we're going to talk NBA. What ifs an NBA moment that you wish had gone differently, um, and what would have happened? Hickman, you got a good one? All right. So, um, y'all know so, this, but.
2: Clyde Drexler's not the best player in the NBA.
1: Well, <laughs> I, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I, a big fan of the Phi Slamma Jamma era. Um, you know, Houston Cougars and Houston Rockets. So, Elijah and Clyde Drexler are my two all time favorite players. So, my going to be the 84 nba draft a lot of people know this but just to spell it out it was uh, a famous draft because elijah was the first pick the second pick was sam Bowie. third pick was michael jordan so you can't fault the rockets for having taken elijah first because he's a generational talent they did pass on michael jordan who's you know the greatest ever (laughs) and and a sociopath but anyway (laughs) So before that draft the Portland Trail Blazers had the second pick and they also had a second year player by the name of Clyde Drexler who didn't play a ton his rookie year turned in to be the great turned out to be the you know one or two best players in franchise history that being said um, before the 84 draft the Blazers offered the Rockets the second pick plus Clyde Drexler for either the first pick or Their current center at the time, Ralph Sampson, who was a stud and expected to be an all-timer, foot and knee injury sort of shortened his career. So if the Rockets had said yes to that trade and traded Sampson, they would have gotten Elijah Mom with the first pick, drafted Jordan with the second, and then gotten Clyde Drexler as part of the trade. Who knows what happens to the NBA in the 80s? Maybe, I I don't know. I I think that's an incredible what-if. the Rockets could have become a dynasty. It could have split up. Maybe Jordan doesn't become what he becomes. Maybe all three of those guys were the best player on multiple Finals teams. That's pretty incredible. I would
0: tell so, you right now what happens: Clyde Drexler's but, never heard from again. That's what happens.
1: No, totally not true. He's a, he's a three. He plays the three, and he's he's like uh, he's a better version of Scottie Pippen. He is not playing with Michael Jordan. I don't. I think you're totally underestimating his career. He did. He had uh, like, very similar to Jordan numbers before Jordan. He was a 22-8-8 eight and eight guy.
0: And when Jordan punches him like he did Steve Kerr, Clyde, is, Clyde is gone and he goes somewhere else because he ain't playing those games with Michael Jordan.
1: That's probably true. Clyde gets traded back to Portland and then they lose in the finals twice. Okay, so uh, probably the same thing. Akeem though, Akeem, though, would be interesting because I tell you, Akeem ain't going to take it from Jordan.
0: <laughs> That's a crazier thing about yeah. that draft. Did you know the Rockets won a coin flip? Yeah. to get the, to get the first pick. Yeah. A coin flip. We're not talking about a frozen envelope, a coin flip.
1: Then then if Portland wins the coin flip, they draft Elijah Wan. Yep. And then they have Elijah Wan and Drexler in Portland and then they, I mean, it's crazy. That's it's just a huge what if. I
0: love I love that one. Yeah. That's a good one. Um Chris, you got one?
2: Uh yeah, mine would be uh what if Len Bias doesn't die? Because
0: Good. the Celtics... Uh, Good. Good. Yeah. The, the Celtics, Celtics dynasty does, just
2: keeps lose. going. <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: that team yeah. still hasn't lost.
2: <laughs> because, I mean, they, they get by. If you had bias to that team, and you, you still actually can rebuild. Like, I mean, they're... Like, I mean, because you do have players like Larry... Uh, he was still in his Parrish peak in
1: 86. Yeah. Still
2: on there. Uh, that that are... Is Mikael still playing then?
1: Yes, Mikael's on yeah. that team. He yeah. Still, 86, he was still in his prime.
2: So, I mean, you... you the late eighties would be owned by the Celtics in my opinion. And then when those guys retire, I mean, you're still, you're not going to a full rebuild. You're just trying to reload. So I think that would be a great. What if, uh, that's good. Obviously I never saw Lynn bias play, but the, the videos and what people say about him There's stud. So yeah.
0: if, so if Jordan doesn't win any ring in the mid nineties, is he still Michael Jordan? If the Celtics basically dominate for, 15 years. No,
1: I think his life takes a sour turn. Probably,
0: <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, big one for me: What if Shaq Daddy Diesel does not go to the lake show? What if him and Penny stay in Orlando? Does Penny stay healthy? Well, so that's that's your question: is does Penny well, stay healthy? do they will they i mean how long truly would both of them stay in a small market like orlando um but they were dynamic and they would ha- that team would have been the face of the nba because they yep. were fun
2: they were good um i feel like orlando is not a terrible market to play in though tax I mean, you no state tax. florida no no state income tax i mean yeah I, I feel like that's not a terrible location so it is
1: absolutely the worst big city in florida but that's another matter.
2: Have you been to Jacksonville?
1: I have. It's all yeah, it's at the beach at least. Orlando Orlando is okay, not at the beach. That's fair. And it's a million degrees, there's all tourists and there's tolls every 3 miles, so.
0: Hmm. Orlando's where Florida men throw cheeseburgers at pregnant You yep. yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a, that's oh, a great one, Logan. Yeah. So, I mean, it obviously worked out well for Shaq. He won 3 three titles with the Lakers, but I think that completely changes the nba landscape um because the lakers with kobe would still be good the rockets were still good um but i think him and penny could have had something special but it's one of those things you just never know i mean it's always easy to look at two or three great nba players like look at how many titles they would have won they clearly left because they weren't (laughs) winning titles so
1: well, something forgotten is that one of the reasons bulls were you know the the next year they're 72 and 10 or whatever the east was really bad like the East was really bad during that run. Oh. They like their next their next best team was what, the uh, Alonzo Morning Heat? I was gonna say the, the Heat
2: or Yeah, probably the Heat then.
1: The West at least had, you know, Malone and Stockton and David Robinson and Charles Barkley and, you know, Houston. The Hornets
2: were actually one of the best teams too.
1: That should tell you something. If the Glenn Rice Hornets are in your top <laughs> yeah. three, then I mean it really, and the, you know, the, the, so that I mean Shaq wasn't You know, ninety five, ninety six, Shaq. We have not, we did not see peak Shaq for another three or four years.
0: No.
2: Oh, this is a good, good what if? Uh, What if the uh, NBA like scaled the uh, the income tax or luxury tax threshold? Because they talked about scaling it, so it wasn't just all at once. Instead, they did the oh, players won it all at once, and Kevin Durant ended up in Golden State. So Mm. that's a pretty good what if there. Just Kevin. I mean, I think he probably stays in Oklahoma City at that point.
1: I think he was done playing with Russell.
2: That's possible too.
0: Yeah, I don't think that team was staying together.
2: Um, so what yeah, if the, what
1: if Harden stays? What if they don't well, trade him? For,
2: yeah, they could have kept him, but the owner didn't want to pay like five million dollars <laughs> in luxury tax. Good yeah. call, Chief. Five million dollars <laughs> right there to get rid of the. I mean, I, to be
0: to be fair, this was a couple years before he was a superstar. But still, he was still good
2: though. He was <laughs>
0: All
2: right, speaking um, of James Harden, he was not good at the NCAA tournament when Hickman went.
1: True, <laughs> I remember we, we watched Arizona and Arizona State play, and McClure and I were there, and we're like, Man, everybody's saying there's these two like future superstars in the NBA, James Harden and Chase Buttinger. They just both look lazy. <laughs> and uh Harden scored like thirteen points and just generally looked around and his Sun Devils were beaten by the uh Wildcats with their superstar Budinger, who was also terrible. Uh yeah, I was he was we were not impressed, but we were wrong.
0: Guys, what about Derek Rose? This was actually in the playoffs, tore his ACL. Oh. The year he took the Bulls to what sixty two wins, was the MV, reigning MVP. I mean Dude was was the best basketball player on the planet until he oh, tore his ACL. Stud. What if he never t- tears that ACL? I mean it was basically one injury that he just never recovered from. Um it was never the same. Generace- but
1: generational point guard for sure.
0: I mean, does he is, was he the next Michael Jordan because he was with Chicago doing doing Jordan things? Uh, I don't know, man. He was a he had stud. a high
1: ceiling, yeah.
0: He was a stud. You guys got any more?
1: I mean, there's, there's little ones I think of. Like, I wish Derek Fisher had hit that shot with 0. 0.6 seconds <laughs> um, because I think the Spurs would have won that championship in 04 if he doesn't make that shot. Oh, um, if,
0: if Robert Horry doesn't hit one of his 15 shots in the finals, that was the next year.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Okay. Here's one. What
0: now?
2: Yeah, you had the Ray Allen three two game six, I think it was. Oh, when that people were leaving
0: the stadium, and then tried to run back in.
1: So that one, my theory with that one, if Ray Allen doesn't make that shot, the fourteen Heat win anyway. I think I think it flips the next year. You don't get the you know beautiful game twenty fourteen Spurs, which were incredible, but um, that that would be that would be an interesting one. The one, what if Robert Ory doesn't make that ridiculous three against the Kings? The Kings were robbed. Absolutely robbed in two thousand and one. I think that's not even debated. So, like the the two thousand and one Kings should have been champions. Uh, that shot is apart from oh, the, the 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 Donaghy. You know, Kobe shoots 24 fourth quarter free throws game. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I
0: don't, I don't know what the statute of limitations is on uh, terrible refs throwing a game. But, oh. when it, but when it's up, that one is going to be the one everybody looks at to say. Hundred percent. NBA had the fix on on this one.
1: Chris Webber, Mike Bibby, Vlade, Doug Christie.
0: That was that a fun was, team.
2: They that just was, won. A, that Jason, was one of Jason my favorite Jason teams. Williams still Jason on that Williams team. was on that team.
0: That that Kings
2: team. Yeah. I mean, were teams. Scott Pollard. I mean,
0: Scott Pollard. Well, he came off the bench to
1: foul Shaq six times. <laughs> that was his. That was absolutely his job. He had that like man bun there.
2: Terrible facial well, there, hair. Yeah.
1: Weber was a oh, Peja. Peja was a monster. I think yep. Peja missed a possible game winner in Game Six that would have sent him to the finals. Um, yeah, that was that was a fun team, and they were they were robbed. Rick Adelman should have gotten a championship. He was their head coach.
0: Well, and the last one I've got. We mentioned this one a little bit before, um, but what if Kobe goes? You know, he was drafted by the Hornets. And then traded because the Hornets really wanted Vladi. What if he's never traded? <laughs> what, if, what if Kobe stays with the Hornets? Maybe um, the
2: Hornets don't draft a bunch of North Carolina players that suck. <laughs> Sean May.
1: Well, that was uh, the Bobcats. I think they never move. I think that's what I think that's what happens. I think the Pelicans. Well, I, forgot about, I
2: forgot about that. I think point. that's
1: a that's a really good one, Logan. Because I think I think you have the Charlotte Hornets who remain there, and then. You know, man, what a ripple effect because, you know, what happened? You had the the Hornets reborn in, in New Orleans and then Katrina happens. They move to Oklahoma City, which makes it goes well there, which brings the thunder from Seattle. So possibly if Kobe doesn't go, you still have the Seattle Sonics. Charlotte never moves. And then the expansion franchise opens up in New Orleans or St. Louis or Oklahoma City. Really interesting. That's a big one.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think there's a good chance at that point Michael Jordan doesn't own the Bobcats. Probably. Um, I'm sure he owns somebody because he's worth $2 billion. But, you know, as Chris said, the repetition of we're going to draft nothing but North Carolina players in the first round um, and that not working out probably doesn't happen. So, I mean, to me, that also changes the whole NBA landscape. Uh, You know, the... NBA executives are still spending decades trying to make the, the Lakers, the lake show again. Um, cause I mean, basically you got the Clippers and Lakers that are just going to suck for how many years, um, the East is crazy. Good. Yeah. So, yeah. Last one we got here tonight, guys, NASCAR is returning to the central time zone of Nashville. Chris, How many NASCAR
2: races are you going to go to in Nashville? Um, considering they have one a year, I'm hoping to go to one next year. (laughs) Uh, Comer, if you're listening to this, uh, please invite me. I will be there. So there you go.
0: Um, I've never been to a NASCAR race.
2: Me either.
1: Really? I've been to several.
0: Don't plan to go to one in Nashville. Um, didn't even know there was a track in around Nashville, So this ain't doing anything for me. Um, Evidently, Chris is all in now on NASCAR. But let's remember, Chris was also all in on NASCAR when they were playing video games. That's true. So maybe they'll have a rain delay, Chris, and you can go watch your favorite drivers play video games for six hours or so. Um, Hickman, are you going to NASCAR, a NASCAR race in Nashville? I'm
1: not. (laughs) <laughs> I use I've actually been yeah, I've been to a number of NASCAR races. I used to live, you know, twenty minutes from Bristol Motor Speedway, so I've been to a bunch of races at Bristol, which you know consequently is like the, the best place to watch a race. Um I'm not into NASCAR anymore, but if I had free tickets, would I go? No.
0: <laughs> well, I was getting ready to do a what if with you like or a what you know, is what's better, a NASCAR race or going to Top Golf? But I assume if you're, no, if you're not going with free tickets, you're probably. Uh, I don't oh, know. I would.
1: I may go again. One, uh, there? That is.
2: What, what, what's your Andrew Hickman? I'm Curious.
1: Uh, depends on who I'm going with to each event. If it's y'all, um, I would just I assume go to Top Golf. I guess we would just play it a little better than we did last time. Uh,
0: the then, um, who would you choose the NASCAR race to go with?
1: Doesn't matter. Because all you're, you can't hear anybody, you're not going to talk to anybody. It's just somebody you're sitting next to and sharing a beer with. I did go with AWOL to a race in Charlotte uh, about ten years ago. Um, I went to a race in Indy, one in Pocono with some buddies I had back in Alabama. Back in there. I've been to a number of them. I mean they're 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 fun, but if you don't care about NASCAR anymore, it's it can get pretty boring. Have you been oh, to Top Golf? <laughs> yes, I have. Pretty boring. But I can eat nachos and wings there.
2: And I'm not buying racetrack. I'm not buying NASCAR concessions. Uh, Top golf food can't be much better than that.
1: I promise you, it's better. Actually, for an odd, like weird church thing, I ran a um, merchandise booth at a Bristol race, and we got like the proceeds in this. Watching the people come out with snacks, and I'm like, man, it's like it's like bad bowling alley food. Price like you're at an expensive restaurant. Ooh, Top Golf is a In my in my experience, which is again old, it's been a long time. I felt like I would think Top Golf food somehow is a better value than NASCAR. I would like to hear feedback from you know our six fans if y'all have more updated information.
2: All I know is in our group message when New York said something about Top Golf in Vegas, I was like, "Yep." I will not be missing that one because I'll be at the poker table having a good time, being like, "Yeah, them sure. suckers <laughs> paying fifty five dollars and an hour to hit fourteen balls." I, Chris, I was not a top golf fan at all. So, Chris, just so you know, on this Vegas
0: trip, uh, I have had multiple people reach out to me, slightly concerned about your agenda in Vegas, um, and I've tried to. Let everybody I, know. Like, I think he's just planning on pulling up to a poker table for like 72 hours. Like, I think it's. I, I right. don't know.
2: I don't know what's like. I'm leaving my debit card with my wife here. So the cash I take is all the money I'm going to gamble with. Uh, I may have to use a credit card to get back home and for meals and stuff, but <laughs> that part's irrelevant. Uh, yeah, I, I'm just going to the poker room and I'm going to play poker for. As long as I can, as long as we're on the strip, I'm playing poker. I'll be there for the draft on Friday night. I'll be at peaks Friday night and hanging out. But outside of that, man, just put me at a poker table. I'm a happy guy. So don't worry about me. I'll be okay.
1: We weren't. Don't worry.
2: (laughs) You heard it here.
0: Chris will be okay. Guys and girls and all you sports nuts and beer guts out there. Um, so this is episode forty-three. We'll have another one back at you next week. Again, if you got any topics, let us know on the on the tweet tweeter box on the Facebooks. Uh, let us know what you want us to talk about. Um, we do have a, a schedule of when sports are opening back up, and we may talk more next week about which of these leagues do we think cares the most about their players. Because um, I think it's pretty obviously it's pretty obvious which ones don't. <laughs> Uh, but it'd be interesting to see which ones actually we think actually do care about their players and the precautions they're taking. Um, So if you got anything, hit us up. It's been fun. It's been real. Till next time, this was Sports Nuts and Beer Guts.